Hello! Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt, episode 28, Baylor. Follow me on Instagram at Burning Springs. Facebook, type in Unreasonable Doubt. The podcast page will come up. Hit the blue thumb, like the page, follow the podcast there. Have a couple new folks in the Facebook fold. So welcome. Glad you joined. Thanks for listening. The email, I said everything was going to be filtered to trash at unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. The filter's not working properly. An email did make it to the inbox, so I will read that later. I said at the end of the Kansas podcast that I was optimistic about this game, and for once I'm right. West Virginia goes into Waco and beats Baylor 71-60, sweeping Baylor for the season. There was never a doubt. Right, guys? <laughs> uh, West Virginia was up 40-18 to at the half. Baylor did not get into double digits until 15 minutes into the game. West Virginia was up 48-20, early second half. How did they build the lead? Well, Baylor helped a little bit. Baylor's a little bit different than the other teams we've been playing here lately. They only have one good ball handler. And so what that meant in the first half was lots of turnovers, which we haven't been getting. And Baylor missed a lot of shots close. Everybody except for that point guard, and I may be off a little bit on this, but everybody for Baylor is 6'10". And so they get shots close. And they missed a bunch in the first half. And then also what made a 40-18 lead at the half was West Virginia was not settling for jump shots. Everybody, including me, lost their minds the last game where West Virginia only went to the free throw line twice. And I bet they had some conversations between the Kansas game and Baylor game where they're like, hey, uh, I know they're all 6'10", but let's drive to the rim. And West Virginia did that. Baylor plays that funky zone which kind of entices teams to shoot threes. But West Virginia didn't do that. They they tried to get it inside. Wesley Harris was attacking the rim. And I haven't seen that. Issa Ahmad attacking the rim, not settling. And yeah, they got their shots blocked sometimes, but they also were getting fouls, getting to the line, and West Virginia made free throws and shot way more than two free throws this game. So West Virginia's up 40-18, early second half. Never a doubt, right? Well, Baylor cut the lead to 12. And the fans that were there were into it. ESPN kept saying that the crowd was into it. It's hard to be a crowd when you can see empty seats. During the broadcast. And you see empty seats because they don't care very much about basketball. 
in Texas. That's a blanket statement, but I feel like that is accurate. Anyways, the people who were there were into it. West Virginia needed a bucket. Shot clock was running out. Ahmad passes it cross court to Miles with one second on the shot clock. He shoots a long three, gets fouled, makes the shot, makes the free throw. Soon after, West Virginia gets the lead back up to 20, and everybody could breathe easy. West Virginia wins by 11. Who's the MVP for this game? lot of options here. I'm going to go with lovable knucklehead, Sagabakanate. 10 points, 10 rebounds, 9 blocks, almost a triple-double. And he could have had it, but he gave up two and ones, which never happens. Random thoughts coming up. Random thoughts for the Baylor game. Kanate gets my MVP vote for the game, but lots of solid performances. Javon Carter took care of the ball much better this game than the Kansas game. Had a couple of threes back-to-back early in the second half. Solid game from him. Human roller coaster. Didn't shoot the ball as well as the Kansas game, but made the big three to squash the momentum for Baylor in the second half. Issa Mod, he's been Jekyll and Hyde in his half of the season that he's played. Had really big games and disappearing games. This game had a couple of dunks. Is this the most dunks we've seen in a WVU game in conference? I think it just feels like it because they're playing against Giants. So to see Ahmad get multiple dunks and Kanate with the gorilla dunk, and Javon Carter with the dunk at the end of the first half. So multiple guys doing it. I'll have to I'll have to watch all of the tapes to see if this was the most dunks in a game in conference. I'll get back to you on that. Um, sneaky Wes Harris game where he was really good, again, attacking the rim. Did shoot a three, so stop doing that, Wes. Aggressive freshman neck tattoo, Teddy Allen. Played solid minutes. Improving on defense. Still wearing the Mardi Mardi Gras shoes. So I'm still confused. I don't know what's going on with those shoes. My favorite player, I've got to trust that he knows what he's doing with the shoes. Because it definitely stands out. It it's so weird. It's definitely a fashion statement. Huggins got kicked out of the last game. This game, a technical foul was called on the Baylor coach. And there was two situations where there were double technicals. One called for Baylor and one called for a WVU player. One, they were jawing at each other, the lovable knucklehead and one of the giants. And then one, I haven't seen this in a while, where guys are talking in the waiting for the free throw to be shot. And they get technicals for talking, waiting for the free throw. So the refs were really on their game tonight. Really honed in, calling fouls, 
lots of fouls, controlling the game, making sure the guys didn't get out of hand, lots of whistles, game was way too long, but so many whistles, those referees were in control of the action. This game is the 20th win for WVU this year, so that will ensure Carter and Miles will leave with four seasons of at least 20 wins in each season. So let's check in with the Ken Pomeroy rankings, KenPom.com. How does WVU stack up? According to him, West Virginia is ranked 12th in the country out of 351 teams. They're 12th in the country, according to him, with eight losses, which is impressive. Ken does have West Virginia third in the Big 12. They're one spot behind Kansas and four spots behind the leader, Texas Tech. What's interesting with the Pomeroy rankings, West Virginia is ranked better offensively than defensively which you don't think of West Virginia as having a strong offense. But Kim Pomeroy puts them at 17th in the country for offense and 22nd for defense. And I mentioned earlier in the season West Virginia had a high luck ranking when they were close to number two in the country. That's dropped considerably since. They are now 213th in the luck ranking out of 351 teams. So according to the broadcast, West Virginia is projected to be a four seed in the tournament. Let's see what happens. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for the Baylor game. Going to read that email that slipped through the filter to the inbox at unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. This email comes from Longtime emailer Jeff Croft. The subject line reads, Best first half team in the country. Hello, Josh. We seem to do really well in the first half of games, but not so well in the second. In a Big 12 game, how many points does WVU have to be up by at the half for you to feel confident we are going to win? Jeff, not sent from my iPhone. That's a nice wrinkle to the signature. Thank you, Jeff, for that email. For me, Jeff, West Virginia has to be up 30 on the road in a Big 12 game to feel confident that they're going to (laughs) win. Which is probably never going to happen. Therefore, it's safe to say that I'm not going to feel confident that West Virginia is going to win if they're up less than 30. I know up 40-18... I was not confident. Felt good about it. Felt good to be up 22 at the half tonight. Confident? That's not a word I would use to describe the feeling. Because I knew Baylor was not going to score less than 40 points for the game. So they were going to do better in the second half. And West Virginia was going to do worse. They weren't going to score 40 again. So then it's like... um, All right, there is a scenario where West Virginia could lose this one on the road against a decent team of Giants. So that's the number for me. 30 on the road, maybe a little bit less if they're in Morgantown. If they're up 25 at the half in Morgantown, I feel 
I feel pretty good about that. But thanks for the email. Folks, if you want to keep trying to break the filter, send your emails to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Big news. Outside of the Anchor app and anchor.fm slash unreasonable doubt and Apple Podcasts and Google Play, Unreasonable Doubt is now available on something called Overcast. So if you use the Overcast app, you can find the podcast there. Also, if you use the Pocket Casts application, then Unreasonable Doubt can be found there. So big news to all those folks using Overcast and Pocket Cast. We're there now. Uh, If you're on Apple or Google, subscribe, rate, five stars, leave a review. Those are nice things to do. The next game for WVU, Saturday, 6 p.m., ESPNU, in Morgantown against Iowa State. West Virginia lost to Iowa State earlier in the season, 93-77. It was West Virginia's worst loss of the year. Most points given up. I believe Iowa State made 100% of their shots. I may be off a little bit there. And also, everybody on WVU's team had the flu. So, to my knowledge, everybody is healthy for this game. Or at least they don't have the flu. And Iowa State is still not a very good team. And so they're playing in Morgantown. I hope this is not a letdown game. And West Virginia can win another game at home. Until then, I'm Josh Witt. This is Unreasonable Doubt. WVU is 20-8. and eight. Are we done recording? Could somebody do something with the cat outside the studio? I'm hearing cat sounds when I'm recording the podcast, and it's making it on the podcast. And it's... No! I don't want that! I don't like having cat sounds, or the sounds of a cat like it's being tortured, while I'm recording this podcast.